America's ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. We want to say thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. And remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast and wherever you download your podcast. Make sure you leave us a five-star review. Also, special announcement, big announcement. Locked On Sports Atlanta is now on Roku and Amazon Fire. So guess what? I'm going to ask you to go there and check us out there as, as well. If you're not listening to us via phone. So, you know, make sure you go ahead and do that and uh, check us out because you guys have been rocking with us from day one. And we really appreciate that. Pun intended, by the way. Um, you know, we're almost at 4,000 subscribers. You have liked and subscribed. So we're going to always make sure we appreciate you for that. Now, if you have not subscribed, go ahead and do so. What are you waiting on? Don't hide greatness. That's my that's the motto right here on this show. Now, T. The Braves lose last night, and uh, people starting to – I feel like people trying to throw a little shade towards Spencer Strider's way. We'll talk about expectations and where they should be at this point in the season. And uh, we'll talk about the Falcons. Are we good now? You know, are we okay? We'll kind of we'll, – we'll, we'll lay on the couch and, um, and talk about the Falcons and Saints and try to see if we can kind of rinse all that stuff off of us. And last but not least, and for the culture, Arthur Smith – you know what, man? Much respect. We'll talk about all that. But first, we got to get into the Braves last night losing to the New, not New York Giants. San Francisco Giants 3-2. to two. Um, They tried to make a little push in the eighth inning, but T, they came up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the bats just were not – the bats were quiet last night. And right. it's interesting because when I looked at the batting order, I thought, okay, we had just spoken about the fact that Michael Harris the second – when he's in that space of like the seventh inning on, it's like he's good to go. So my mind was going, okay, seventh inning on, if we can get him closer to the bottom of the order, that's a good look because he can be basically in a cleanup situation. And we know what he does with runners are in scoring position. I didn't like him in the sixth spot last night. That was a little mm -hmm. bit shaky for me. Um, Brian Snicker didn't necessarily address it at the end of the game, but it was uh, Michael Harris the second. Vaughn Grissom, Eddie Rosario, Robbie Grossman. I just did not like that. I hope he mixes that back up and sends that uh, bottom of the order to where it normally is. I think right. that could make a little bit of a difference in, in run production. But ultimately speaking, they just didn't get it done. Haven't gotten it done in, a in the last couple games. So hopefully they will get back on track. But as we always say, we promise this is not just to be petty. If you're going to lose then at least do it on the night when the Mets lose. Now, granted, it would have been great if you had actually won the game and kind of trimmed off some of their lead, but at least the damage wasn't quite as bad as it could have been thanks to the Cubs taking care of business. Yeah, and and, and, that, and that's one of the things that I think you bring up a great point when you talk about Michael Harris being at the bottom of that order because it was almost kind of like an extra leadoff guy, specifically when he was in that ninth spot, you know, right before yeah. um, um, Ronald Acuna. So it was just... You got that little uh, interesting dynamic at the bottom of the order when he's down there. So, you know, hopefully, you know, Brian Snicker makes that necessary adjustment and kind of really just, you know, kind of dive into where he, you know, he's been successful, right? Like, mm -hmm. I understand, you know, you want to reward him by moving up in the lineup. However, 
you know, if that's where he's comfortable and, mm-hmm. you know, and he had to make that decision when he, when he had Ronald Acuna at, at leadoff. And Ronald's yeah. nephew was like, hey, I'm comfortable at that leadoff spot. Mm-hmm. Leave him there. I know yeah. ideally in that cleanup spot, that's where you mm-hmm. want him or in the three in that three hole um, where, you know, those are some of the things that are ideal and that's mm-hmm. normal. But, hey, if the player is comfortable there, yeah. let's just keep him there. But, yes. you know, we'll talk a little bit more about the struggles, you know, uh, against the uh, Giants. But, but T, tell the folks about BetOnline.net. They got some things that can uh, help them make a little money yes. and not struggle in real yes. life. <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. So if you check out BetOnline.net, and Jarvis kind of gave you guys a preview of what we're going to talk about later today, which is whether or not. We have all moved on from the PTSD episode from Sunday. (laughs) Well, apparently the folks at betonline.net and really in the betting world have decided that they've moved on because the line moved today. The Rams are still favored over the Falcons, but the line has moved from like about 13 to 11. That's a good look. Interesting. That's what I said. I was like, that's very intriguing for that line to have moved uh, just uh, earlier today. And I thought about this. If you want more information, Let's say you want to learn and get a rationale for why the line has actually moved. That's what betonline.net is for. It literally has all the sports information you could want, whether you are a beginner, a novice at this, or whether you've been doing this for forever. You can still get the information you need because they have podcasts. And then they have some actual neat options on the page that you can click on. It'll actually say for those who are first starting this, this betting journey, if you will. And then there's some information for those who are a little bit more experienced. Also, that's an NFL bet that you may want to follow NBA or even uh, major league baseball. Those are the main subjects or the main uh, sports and if you will, that they cover, but you can get niche information as well. So if you like to watch golf, obviously the season has ended, but when golf comes back, this will be great for you to kind of see what the odds are on who is going to win the championship overall, the FedEx cup next year. Again, that's betonline.net for all of your sports bets related info because that is where the game begins. We are trying to see who's going to win this National League East division because you know, you know, with the Braves, you know, being like literally right on the heels of the New York Mets and they're they're starting to met. Like they've been metting. Yes. You know, <laughs> you know because that, you know, and the Braves are now a game and a half out of, you know, that top spot in the mm-hmm. division and I think that the Braves need to get these bats going, TV. I understand how you know from a, from a pitching standpoint, you know they've you know they've been doing really well. Spencer Strider has been absolutely amazing, and I think that you know a lot of people were kind of looking at him like, all right, you know, well he should have been. He was a little off last night, but he still had nine strikeouts and one walk. <laughs> he only gave up three runs in today's baseball in the today's game. That's absolutely right on brand. That's normal. And I understand, you know, you don't want to lower those expectations. But mm-hmm. I think that when you, for example, when you have a guy in Austin Riley, you know, coming up to the plate with a chance to drive a guy in, he can't hit into a double play, T. That just cannot happen. Yeah. Or if you can't get to the ninth inning, you can't get to the top of the ninth, and then everybody grounds out. A field of choice and then two outright ground outs, that can't happen either. No. Those are just situations that make you very uncomfortable and make you, it's just a head scratcher. But going back to Spencer Strider as well, I agree with you. you know, everybody has a hiccup. Everybody has right. a bad day. And he subbed in. Let's keep it real. Now, granted, he did get the requisite number of days that you're supposed to be off. He got his five days. But right. he still was supposed to pitch tonight. Obviously, they switched him out with Kyle Wright because of Kyle Wright having not as bad of a fat- arm fatigue as he did the last 
last time they put him on rest, but at least enough to where they wanted to give him an extra day. So you never know. Something like that could have played a factor. But I think for Spencer Strider, it's just a reminder that at the end of the day, he still needs to work on getting that third pitch strong and in his arsenal so that he can switch things up. And that way he doesn't get deep into the pitch count because you don't want him pitching 30, uh, throwing 30 pitches an inning. That's not a good look for him at all. But again, I think it was just a hiccup there and um, he'll, uh, he'll learn hopefully on how to get around when teams do what the Mets did to him couple weeks ago and what the Giants obviously did last night had a little bit of a strategy there he'll get around that and he's going to bounce back yes and I think that you know Kyle Wright will be looking to bounce back tonight because last time we saw him see make sure I get these numbers right four in his pitch five hits and eight earned runs goodness against the Oakland A's that that so I think that we definitely be looking for a better performance. First pitch is 9:45 tonight. I kind of laughed at, you know, the uh, the starting pitcher for the Giants. I'm like, Alex Cobb ain't nobody. Who is Alex Cobb? Right. Then, you know, we, he proceeded to go ahead and just mow everybody down for about a good four or five innings straight. Right. <laughs> so, and I'm not gonna, you know, I'm got, I'm not gonna laugh at, you know, who the uh, who the Giants have on on the mound tonight. You know, I'm gonna respect, you know. Respect that man, you know, and who what he got going on, Jacob Junis. You know, hey, you know, hopefully it's a good matchup. Uh, so, so we'll be looking forward to the Braves getting those bats going, and and hopefully the X Factor, Michael Harris, can, you know, go to go to Brian Stinger and be like, hey, coach, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead, I'm gonna move your butt down that ninth hole, man, so we can go and get this thing popping off. So we'll be yeah. looking forward to that. What also we'll be looking forward to, T, is, you know, the city of Atlanta needs to heal, you know. Because everybody was feeling a little hurt, and then it didn't help the fact that Saints fans were just rubbing it in, and then they were bringing up 28-3 stuff, too. But we'll talk about that next right here on ATL Day 1s. You know, this is Jarvis and Tanitra, and we're looking forward to you coming right back. Welcome back to ATL Day 1s. I am Tanitra. That is Jarvis. And this is the show that now, if you have Amazon Fire and with Roku, Am I right? It was on fire yeah, and Roku. Yeah, you yes. can find us there. How cool is that? So we just want to let you guys know so that when we let say to you to download us wherever you get your podcasts or where is it that you can check us out, now you have two more options to check out this show and to tell other people to check it out too. And hey, you can always still go to YouTube because you guys are the reason that we're getting up to 4,000 subscribers. So we appreciate you for that because that makes everything all good on this show now. Speaking of all good, I'm asking you, Dirty Birds Nation, Falcons fans, ATL sports fans, we good now? Has our sports PTSD kind of waned a little? Because, hey, a lot of times we know it takes time for bad things to kind of get out of your system. That's why Jarvis and I are here for you. And we know that this Falcons loss is no different, although I'm sure it hit different. But we've had 24 more hours to process. From that clock hitting the zero and from you having to leave the bins or your Falcons party or your couch if you decided to stay home yesterday and we get it. How are you feeling? You know what, T? I, as I speak for <laughs> You know what? I actually started thinking positively, you know what I'm saying, this morning. And I was like, man, you know what? 
there were some good things that came from this game, right? And we kind of touched on it yesterday, right? You know, as I was trying to mask, you know, my anger. And, you know, it eventually it came out. You know, sorry, DMPs. I didn't mean to go, go in on you like that yesterday. But, you know, I had to get that off my chest because, you know, I feel like Monday was the day for that, right? You know, oh, we are in the second day of the week. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was overreaction Monday. We said it was going to be overreaction. Like on Friday, that Friday, um, going in, headed to the weekend. <laughs> we knew what time it was. We knew yeah. it was going to be some overreaction. So we overreacted yesterday. You know, mm -hmm. well, I speak for myself. Yeah, yeah. I overreacted. <laughs> I overreacted yesterday. And now mm -hmm. I'm better. I'm feeling better. And I start. And when you look at this game, Mm -hmm. You start to think about certain things, right? There are a couple of things that just really, really stand out on mm -hmm. TV. And I'm really encouraged by. Yeah. One, Grady Jarrett exceeded his total sacks in the first half of the game. Right. <laughs> Last year, right? In the first half of the game, he exceeded his sack total in 2021. Mm -hmm. So, yes, to know that Grady Jarrett is back to his normal self. I'm not going to say old self because he's still a young brother. He's still doing mm -hmm. his thing. Yeah. And that that was the thing that just made me smile because we know what that if that guy is on point, we know exactly what this defense looks like. And I think that they need him in order to get to the a level of play that Dean Pease wants to get to. And the second thing that, that that I was, you know, when I was starting thinking positive thoughts and everything, I was just like, oh my God, the offensive line didn't give up no sacks yet on Sunday. Mm -hmm. That is huge because when you think about how this team has struggled to, you know, protect the quarterback, it, it just really speaks to the progression, right? That yes. I think that, you know, Arthur Smith kind of kind of touched on, you know, mm -hmm. in his uh, presser, you know, he was a little bit more calm today. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But I think that that's those are a couple of things that I just say, you know what? It was really bad in the moment. Mm -hmm. and, and I was really mad on yesterday. It was a mad Monday for me. But – it's Tuesday, and I'm starting to feel a little better, T. I am so glad, because if you are feeling better, then that really gets the ATL Day 1's family level set as well. And I agree with you. Those are two areas where I loved it so much, because number one, I thought it was the coolest thing, and I hope that doesn't sound like I'm making it too simple, but I really thought it was a cool thing to line up Grady Jarrett on the edge because I love mm -hmm. to see that he's he's our OG in terms of being the elder statesman for the Falcons, but it's like you can teach an old dog some new tricks because he's been chomping at the bit and telling us that he was going to do some things in this second year with Dean Pease, and Dean Pease has been telling us that he was going to do some different things with Grady Jarrett, so I was excited about that as as well and you already know i looked at it like this four sacks taken from the saints no sacks given to the saints so that's a beautiful thing you can walk away with and another thing i'm going to coin a phrase you heard it right here on atl day one so you guys know i've coined, coined two coined two phrases already sports ptsd hope you don't need it anytime soon for the falcons but that's that's a phrase yeah, we'll need it secondly deanisms We'll find out Thursday if Dean will give us something to work with, but that's when Dean Pease says something that only Dean Pease can say. So that's a Deanism. And now I'm hitting you with my third. Hashtag Falcons R and R. When you get Falcons run and Falcons rush, it's a good look. Another thing that's a good look is Coffee AM, right, Jarvis? Yes, Coffee AM King here. Of course it is. Because you know, coffeeam.com backslash locked on. That's the website that you need to go to. Now I'm about to tell you why you need to go there. 
because <laughs> it is something about that Tanzanian pea berry coffee tea that just gets my day going because, like you said, I've always been a guy that, you know, at least in 2022, to get mm-hmm. up early in the morning and go yeah. and get me a workout in because, you know, I need to lose some weight, T. And I think that a good old cup of coffee is something that can get your day started. And mm-hmm. I think you need you need yeah. to as well because I'm not going to sit up here and kind of tell you any, any old thing, that, what you want to hear. I'm going to let you know what time it is because, you know, this is the best small batch coffee roasted in the entire country and it's right here in your backyard yeah. all you gotta do is go up there and send the order because they'll send it they'll come to you they'll come yeah. to you so go to the website coffeeam.com backslash locked on drop in that promo code box locked on and you're gonna get 15 percent off all coffee teas and gift sets on your first order so make sure you just pull up on the best and Best and best and best and local on uh, small batch coffee roaster in the entire country. Now, Jarvis just told you guys about a deal with Coffee AM. They're cutting you a 15% deal, right? And that's a good look. Now, we don't know. We're going to call this this cut an interesting cut, right? In terms mm. of cutting and how some things, cutting cap, you know, basically your calorie salary caps, basic, excuse me, and yeah. kind of getting in and digging into that and giving yourself some space to grow. Now, according to ESPN's Field Yates, the Falcons have restructured Deion John's contract. Yes, that's a yet again. The Falcons converted <laughs> $8.5 million of Deion's salary into a bonus. So Debo gets his payout sooner, his salary payout sooner. As part of that new deal translation, this creates $6.8 million in cap space. Like I was saying, that cuts off the top of the cap. And it really spreads that out over three void years. Very interesting that we get that on a Tuesday. No media of a Falcon. <laughs> Falcon headquarters in Florida is just saying. We'll talk what about are you talking about, T? <laughs> also, after game one, where we did not see Debo, unless I missed him on a snap. But um, interestingly, after, you know, game one, obviously I didn't miss him. He's on IR, but, you know, yeah. unless he was ghosting out there. Interesting mm-hmm. to get that after game one. Uh, thoughts? You know what? They're trying to appease some folks, right? All right, here, here's not Dean Peace, a piece. <laughs> so, you know, there are a couple of things that, that come to my mind when I started thinking about, and it's positive, you know, it's not negative, you know, it's not Mad Monday, so it's a Tuesday. It's a positive Tuesday. I couldn't think of a word that starts with T that, that kind of goes, so that's what we're going to roll with, positive Tuesday. <laughs> it's a terrific Tuesday. Yes, we're here. So I think that the first thing that comes to mind for me, T, is that, you know, if you want to keep somebody quiet, you know, go and give them that check, right? You know, mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't want Dion to be flying off on social or, you know, or doing anything like that. So go ahead and give him his money. Unfollowing, deleting all his Falcon stuff, you know, like we've seen with other teams, Colomer, yeah. you know, like all, all that type of stuff, right? They don't, the Falcons are very big on perception. They don't want that type of stuff, right? So, mm-hmm. hey, here's what we can do. If we've been trying to trade a guy, those were reports that have been confirmed, right? Mm-hmm. If you're, if we're trying to trade a guy, let's go ahead and, and you know reduce that salary. How about that? And because you know, I think he has like one point one million dollars left on, on that salary. So guess what? If you're calling the Dallas Cowboys, hey, just throw a team out there and say, hey, he only has about a mil, a little bit less, over a million on on his contract. 
Just give us a fifth round pick for him. And hey, y'all can see what y'all can do with him. He's healthy. He played. He played in the last game. You know, he just had his stuff clean up a little bit. So I think that, you know, those are kind of first couple things that come to my mind to you. Like, all right, here's what we're trying. We're still trying to actively trade this guy. I'm going to say get rid of it. Sounds nasty. And, you know, trying to trade this guy so, you know, we can kind of move on and, and do what we've been trying to do. Mm-hmm. And give him a little hush money. You know, hey, why not? <laughs> why, why not? I mean, for real. Like, at this point, it's, again, and you make a great point because we know who we're working with. We are working with the Falcons, and the Falcons yeah. are really a team. And really, I don't want to say team, rather. Let me say organization that is really yeah. about optics. And so, right. listen, they don't want any little thing to even put that out there, right, that uh, there is any unrest or that there's any disillusion, if you will, um, on the part of Deion Jones or the organization. So again, we just will be following this. We'll be interested to see, but I agree with you. I think it may also signal that, hey, they're trying to put something in place that'll bring a partner, if you will, a possible trade partner where both parties can get something positive out of it. Now, when we come back, we just told you, that the Falcons are big on perception, they're big on the messaging, and they are big on making sure that they control the narrative. So I think there was a little conversation on Monday about some commentary on Sunday, and now we're going to talk about it on Tuesdays for the culture when we come back. Final segment of ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. We want to say thank you for rocking with us throughout the entire show. And if you miss any of this show, where have you been? Where have you been? You can listen to us wherever you download your podcast and make sure when you get there and listen and you enjoy it because we know you are because we're just great like that. Um, Just leave us a five star review. Really appreciate that. And also just a little special announcement. If you missed it, we are on Roku and Amazon Fire. So, yeah, no excuses not to listen to ATL Day once. But T, this is uh, for the culture and it's the intersection between sports entertainment and the culture and sometimes whatever you know, we're talking about because that's just how we get down on this show today is no different yes t arthur smith you know everybody been we everybody including us we have talked about you know how he went down we kind of gave him a little psa yesterday like about why we felt some type of way about his his response after the mm-hmm. game and today i think t you know, he was at his on Monday presser, you know, answering mm-hmm. questions and everything. And our own Mark Zeno, yes. he asked him a question yes. about those actions. And kind of like, all right, dude, what did that have to do with what went on on the field? And here is Arthur Smith's response. You're frustrated when you lose, um, especially that type of game. Um, that wasn't an indictment on anybody in the crowd. It was more of a... And I could have certainly framed it differently, but it was more of like, hey, this team is, has made progress and we're here to compete. And uh, yeah, it wasn't an indictment on the crowd. And yeah, I can be better. You talk about being objective, you know, don't let frustration and make some grand, vague statement. That's really not what my point. My point was more of this team has made a lot of progress. Uh, we finished games last year, ironically, down in New Orleans. and. We got to clean up stuff in the fourth quarter, but it starts with me. You know what, T? I I don't I think he addressed everything or every issue that I feel that we've we've had we had on this show yesterday. And for you know for somebody to for 
when in those particular situations, mm-hmm. let me back up. In those particular situations, when you talk about a head coach essentially admitting that he was wrong in so many ways, mm-hmm. like you have to give a kudos because most of the time coaches don't go that route. They say, yeah. you know what? They stand on what they said and they just move on as if mm-hmm. nothing happened. Yeah, there's a double down. There's an I'm not mm-hmm. going to revisit that. There's a no comment. All of the above, but he stood there and he took that comment. He thought he, he thought about it and then gave a thoughtful and a respectful response. And I'm going to take it this way. I'm going to take it for the positive. Mm-hmm. I felt like when he said he was not aiming that at the crowd, I felt like the media was a part of that crowd as well. So he yep. was letting us yep. all know, hey, media, fans, everybody I wasn't directing that at anyone specifically. It was just a moment of frustration, but I do understand that maybe I could have said it differently. And, you know, shout out to our guy, David Bassity, because we know that they work hand in hand about how to approach situations. And I can just imagine in my little head, you know, mm-hmm. DB having a little combo maybe with Art, Art, you know, here's some things, here's some context to this. Here's the backstory on why this probably hit different than maybe any other comment that you made in the entire presser presser, including walking off the stage early, even that wasn't as mind-blowing and slightly offensive as that commentary, but so much respect and credit to Arthur Smith for setting the record straight, resetting the relationship, and and then keeping it moving and addressing the media on Monday still in a very uh, honest way. Now, let me say this. Not that you all won't hear snarky art again, because he has a wicked <laughs> sense of humor. It is very yes, dry. Yes, he does. Very he, dry. <laughs> yes. yes. And he is straight no chaser. So I'm not telling you you won't hear him drop a little you know, line, especially if they go beat somebody down. He might leave the podium and drop the mic saying, we're not dead yet. I can see him doing that because that's who he is. But what I respect about him is he treats everyone consistently, even the, the snarky reporters that work on his nerves. He still treats all of the media with respect and appreciates what we have to do. Uh, I think it probably helps that his wife is a former reporter. So she's yes. probably insight on how difficult it is to be on the other side of that podium. And I think now moving from that OC chair to that head coach chair, as Nathaniel Hackett found out last night, but moving on, because we don't have time to talk about that foolishness. But this, on the (laughs) other hand, is not foolishness. What we have here is a coach that's going to show you guys that he is not just, you know, a a talking head that's going to get ticked off, like, honestly, like former coaches sometimes did, and kind of shut us out and shut us down. I believe that we're going to see someone who's going to be very forthright and, look, still wants you guys to support when this team returns home for that next game, because I, again, I think you have a great coach in Arthur Smith. I think he has three sound coordinators and I think that they are building something in flowery branch. So number one, don't rest on what he just said on Sunday. And number two, do not rest on just the back half of that fourth quarter. That would be a mistake on the Falcons fans part. Move yourself on, get ready for Sunday and just keep pressing and stay positive. Yeah, I think the big picture is is a key word right there. Look at the big picture. Hey, they were they were good in close games last year, and you know how he, he snuck that in there. They were good mm-hmm. in close games last year, so hey, relax. It happened. The, the thing that you really want to make sure you pay attention to is that they were very prepared for this game. The, the game yes. plan was, was yeah. solid, and there were a lot of th- instances within that game if players don't make mistakes – the end result might be different. Now, speaking of end result, how about this? Your girl, 
Cheryl Lee Ralph, my girl as well, because I love me some Abbott Elementary. The yes. humor on that show is just absolutely amazing. Get some Emmy last night, T. Come on now. So for me, I'm going to try to contain myself because you know she is my favorite actress of all time. I'm talking about, and you guys go check it out, is something I found in syndication. But ever since like her first show, which was this kind of campy show called It's a Living. Go check it out. It's really cool. Hmm. But yeah, okay. there you go. I've been rocking with her for a long time. And even, you know, looking back at photos and, and seeing things on YouTube and, and online when, when she was one of the original dream girls, right? And right. so, of course, my other two actresses, favorite actresses, Loretta Devine, Jennifer Lewis, also great dream girls. There's a theme there. Over yes. the top dramatic? Over the top dramatic. <laughs> there you go. So <laughs> And Grace, wrote, T. And Grace. Oh, Come oh, on now. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. But she got <laughs> up there and she sashayed, and yes, she sashayed up there with all of her regalia. Her daughter is uh, one of her stylists, and she just looks so amazing. And just to have her support system up there, and I think you made a great point as well. Just Abbott Elementary being just this vehicle for her to just show you all of what so many of us had seen over the years with with the amazing things she does i can't wait for the second season to come yes it's just powerful september I, 21st for those you who don't know exactly because you know what on september 22nd you know jarvis and i are going to talk about that that season oh, premiere of right come on be ready. That, that's a that's for the culture moment that you need to be on top of but also she gave something that i felt wasn't just for it was primarily for the african-american female because every now and again we do need to know that there's magic inside of us but i think it was really for everybody because as you guys may or may not know this is jarvis's second career essentially and this is my second career and so these are dream careers coming to reality and she was just reminding everybody that no matter what people say no matter your color your age your race all of the above if that's your dream and that is what's in your heart, then you need to go after that thing until it comes to fruition. So I just give her so much kudos. And she just did it her way. Because listen, I'll tell you this, guys, that we got to get out of here. But somebody said at my other job, so that singing, that was a lot, wasn't it? Did it bother you? No, because when I met her in person, she was essentially singing the words, hello. This is who she is. This is how she rocks with grace and style and a just a class level all her own so as always to my soror cheryl lee ralph yes all the flowers in the world had to hit it had to hit it (laughs) (laughs) all right guys i know you guys are going to be like super duper tired of me saying delta sigma theta sorority incorporated because i'm just always going to say it but i'm going to give everybody their flowers when they deserve it and listen we hope tomorrow that we get to give Kyle Wright his flowers. We want to give Matt Olson yes. some flowers because we haven't done it in about 12 games. So we need you to Come really on, let go up tonight. Around, bro. And we will talk about that and anything else that happens on this Atlanta sports scene. Now, after you check us out, don't forget to check out A to Z with Mark Zeno. Like Jarvis said, he was the guy that put up the great question to Arthur Smith and kind of reset some things. You want to check that out and see what his reaction was. And guess what? Not only can you check it out on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Check us out on Amazon and Fire and Roku because that's what I'm going to do later. You guys have a great day and we will see you tomorrow. Y'all come back now, you hear?